Welcome to the Adult Learning Exchange Virtual Community Podcast. I'm Simone Conceição, owner of SCOC Consulting, the sponsor of Adult Learning Exchange Virtual Community. On this episode of Information Literacy, moderated by Lillian Hill, we are going to discuss the characteristics of algorithms and why adult educators should be concerned about them. Lillian is Professor Emerita of Adult Education, artist and owner of Fireweed Life Coaching. Lillian, what should adult educators know about the characteristics of algorithms? Algorithms can be highly efficient in automating laborious functions and have inserted themselves into many aspects of adult education. O'Neill, author of Weapons of Math Destruction, articulates several characteristics of destructive algorithms. I'm going to address six of them. The first is opacity. One thing they are not designed to do is to reveal their inner workings. In reviewing O'Neill's book, Ben Dixon says that the algorithms are composed of layers upon layers of artificial neurons, small mathematical functions that tune their parameter to the thousands of examples they see during training. In many cases, it's very hard to probe deep learning models and determine which factors contribute to their decision-making processes. The second, errors are difficult to detect. If an algorithm is an error, errors will magnify through repetition unless a feedback loop is built in. For O'Neill, many poisonous assumptions are camouflaged by math and go largely untested and unquestioned. This is a dangerous function of algorithms. Indeed. The third is that the model of reality may be flawed. Algorithms may be based on human prejudice, bias, and even misunderstandings. Human beings can change their thinking and transform their belief systems. Big data does not have moral imagination. Algorithms, artificial intelligence, and machine learning are stuck with the values coded into them unless someone steps into changing them. An example O'Neill provides is that if college admissions were based on the college recruitment practices of the 1960s, few women or people of color would be considered admissible. This is a tremendous disservice to a large group of people. I agree. The fourth is that attempting to reduce the complexity of human behavior in different socioeconomic cultural contexts is problematic. Too few variables may be coded into software or proxies are used to approximate real human behaviors. The result is that good teachers may be scored low and fired in school evaluation systems. Convicted criminals get longer sentences depending on their race and people being reviewed for parole may be denied. Algorithms process a slew of statistics and produce a probability score that is used to decide if an individual might be a poor hire, a terrorist, a risky tenant. Someone may be denied opportunities for employment or education. People in organizations responsible for decisions that can dramatically change a person's life either positively or negatively, do not meet the individuals concerned. Data scientists tend to lose touch with the individuals whose lives are turned upside down by decisions made based on algorithmic predictions. 
A fifth characteristic is that algorithms target the poor. In many cases, profit trumps fairness in the algorithms. Business models are based on algorithms, and many target the poorly educated immigrants and the powerless. They are easy targets because they have less access to information and are often desperate to improve their circumstances. For example, for-profit universities and the payday loans businesses are designed to extract money from the poor in exchange for low-quality educational opportunities or exploitive interest rate loans. Algorithms make history repeat without considering the other. It is big steps backwards. Very much so. Algorithms have become ubiquitous. Credit scores are based in them. Employers use them to pre-screen candidates. Landlords use them to screen tenants. Post-secondary institutions use them for admissions decisions. Mortgage bankers use them to determine applicants' qualifications. Health insurance companies use them to decide who to cover and what claims to pay. Life insurance companies use them to determine eligibility. Investment companies use them to make stock exchanges. Internet search engines use them to determine what we see online. And grocery chains use them to determine what products to stock or where to locate stores. In other words, algorithms permeate every aspect of adult life including employment, housing, healthcare, banking, education, and even what we can eat. In all cases, when profit is the primary directive, people tend to lose. These six characteristics of algorithms make them destructive for people and profitable for businesses. As adult educators, why should we be concerned about algorithms and what should we do about it? As adult educators, we are concerned with social justice and fairness. Many algorithms have encoded injustice and target the poor and powerless. To be effective at serving adult learners, we need to become more knowledgeable about both the positive and negative influences of flawed algorithms. Here are some areas we should take note of. First, the internet is composed of billions of connected devices and users. The internet has become a purveyor of information, but not all of it is legitimate. Some is actively deceitful, some is merely flawed, and some is just plain wrong. As adult educators, we can help adult learners develop the skills to discern the value of information they consume. Second, algorithms are penetrating educational sectors, and adult education is one of those sectors. In addition to admission decisions, algorithms are used to structure student retention, student support, faculty development, and assessment and evaluation. Bennett and McWhorter say that artificial intelligence is driving the discipline of learning analytics that informs content selection and marketing of adult education. We need to be more aware of how decisions about marketing are made. Thirdly, algorithms drive educational technology used in adult education. It may even be used to power AI instructors through intelligent tutoring systems. They may even simulate human voice and emotions. However, they lack the ability to be responsive to the difficulties adult learners may experience in the same way that adult educators can. 
Fourth, algorithms are being used to monitor human behavior in the workplace. That includes cameras that can observe human attentiveness to the computer, monitors long-distance truckers' driving habits and compliance with scheduling, and schedules that determine how long your doctor's visit may be, or evaluation methods that determine employees' effectiveness. Is the information captured by algorithms invading individuals' privacy? And fifth, people are using the internet to develop or sustain culture. That occurs by connecting with family members worldwide, participating as a citizen scientist or in a group problem-solving endeavor, and moderating group chats and support groups all influences the development of culture. Culture requires learning, and culture influences the way we live our lives. It is remarkable how intrusive algorithms have become in our lives. This represents a new responsibility for adult educators. Thank you, Lillian, for discussing the characteristics of algorithms and why adult educators should be concerned about them. You're welcome. Thank you all for joining us for this episode of Information Literacy.